Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Scripture from the Bible. If you'll come and do that, please. Let's give her the microphone. One of the wonderful things about our ministry is that we see people of all ages a part of our fellowship. It's great to have you help us today, Alicia. Would you share the scripture with us, please? It's going to be the 23rd Psalm. my shepherd I shall lack nothing he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters besides quiet waters he restores my soul he guides me in the path of his righteousness for his name's sake even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me You prepare a table in front of me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you. Thank you. And Joyce, will you come and bring us those prayer requests? morning. I went around this morning. I went around this morning when I was asking for prayer requests. So I have some here. You'll have to um, pardon me because I will get better at this with time right now. I feel like I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants, but that's okay. We have some praises that I first want to share with everybody. Um, Carol's 18-year-old grandson, who is on life support, is better this week. So that's an, a praise. Um, we also want to thank Joan Hunt for her service. You should have gotten your tax return information this week, and that was Joan serving the church. So we want to thank you so much, Joan, for that. Um, also, today is Dick Jenkins' birthday. So praise for, for, for that. And then I have a praise request. Pam said, thanks to God for 42 years of being married to a wonderful man. And she did indicate that was Steve. (laughs) We didn't know for sure if wonderful. No, no. So anyway, that's Wednesday, 42 years. And that's amazing since you're only 39. I don't understand uh, how that can happen. How's that possible? But then I do have some prayer requests. So I thought about this, and I think I'm going to just pray through the prayer requests as we, so just bow your head in prayer. Again, forgive me if I stumble because we all stumble, don't we? All right. Uh, Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity to come before you, Lord. Thank you for this church. Thank you for Larry, who's willing to serve this church, Lord, and has such a heart for this church, but for all of us, Lord. I pray for Carol. She asked specifically for good behavior, Lord. We all need good behavior, Lord. Help us seek you and look to you uh, just so that we can grow closer to you. Alicia also asked for prayers for her Grandpa Jim's surgery that's coming up in February, Lord. We be praying for him, prepare his mind, prepare the doctors for that surgery. Miss Balls asked for surgery for some grandparents that she's missing and she's sorrowful for. We've got Grandma Carol Boswell, um, Grandpa Charles Dotson, and Grandpa Boswell. And she's just missing them, Lord. Just please soften, just please 
um, calm her heart and help her grow closer to you as she misses them. We're also asking for prayers for Felicia's nephew, Jacob, who's battling cancer. Lord, we know you know right where he's at and what he needs, Lord. We pray that you would just send the right person to minister to him and to help him get well. Lord, we know your will be done, not ours, but Lord, we ask for healing. Also ask prayers for Steve, who's got big back and hip problems. Lord, you know what I'm saying, even if I don't know. I just pray that you would just help ease those pains. And, and uh, Amy, uh, we also, they also ask for prayers for their daughter, Amy. Lord, you know right where she's at. You know what she needs. Please bring someone into her life to witness to her, to help her on the path towards you. Linda shared today that her baby sister lost her husband, Terry. And that family is just struggling, Lord. There's so many things that they have to figure out, financial issues, just missing him, Lord. Be right there in the midst of their pain and sympathy and draw their eyes towards you. Joan asked for prayers for her nephew, her nephew's son, Andrew, who's autistic, and they're moving him. Lord, be in the midst of that, too, Lord, as he moves. And, and he doesn't like change, Lord, so I just pray for a calm spirit and just the right people to help him move. We also lift up Laura to you today. She's sick, she's not here, but Laura shared last week that she has a new grandbaby. Lord, thank you for bringing this baby into the world healthy and that the labor wasn't hard. Lord, you are so good to us. Please help us, strengthen us to trust in you. We stand here as sinners, Lord. We don't deserve your, your grace and your love, but you extend it so freely. Please strengthen us, help us grow closer to you, help us hear your voice and do your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Russ Carter, if you'll bring the scripture reading, please. Let's all stand as we hear the reading of the scripture. Thank you, Joyce. Uh, the scripture this morning is from John 10, and it's verses 7 through 11. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through, through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it into the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these words that we know come from our Savior. We thank you for him that came and died in our place. We thank you for sending him. We thank you for being a, a gracious God and a merciful God. And Lord, we ask that you'd watch over all of our members here, the ones that are here, the ones that are sick. Be with everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Russ. Uh, and you can have a seat if you'd like. We'd like to welcome all of you here to the service today. We're glad that you came. We know that it took an effort to get here. And we never take for granted the fact that you're here with us. Thank you for coming. And thank you for all of your participation in the ministry. Because it's really a, a family. Welcome home. Welcome back to Grandma's house. I'd like to continue our theme this morning of the shepherd and the, the shepherds. Uh, the 23rd Psalm read by Alicia. Wasn't that just beautiful? Just such a beautiful young lady. And her willingness to step up and do that, uh, take some courage to walk up in front of a group and to do that. But I feel like God has his hand on the lives of those children. We thank God for Carol who has brought them here and we praise the Lord for their lives. <clears throat> I do believe that each of those young children are gonna be great for God. I do believe that their lives are gonna be influences for the Lord. But I want to share with you a passage from the book of Psalms that uh, I'd just like to read it to you. 
Oh, Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise. You perceive me, and you know my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to understand. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths of hell, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This is the word of God. When I studied uh, anatomy and physiology in college years ago, the first day of that most challenging class, Professor Poe stood before the class and she read that passage of scripture, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And so it is when we begin to study the anatomy of the human body and the physiology and the functions of our body is truly an amazing thing, fearfully and wonderfully made. But I would like to focus this morning for a few moments on this notion that God knows us. Remember in our reading just now from Psalm 139, it says, you know me, you know me. You know when I sit down, you know when I rise up, you see me from afar, you know what I'm going to say even before I say it. This is the God that we serve. This is the God who created us. The one who knows us and who knit us together in our mother's womb. There's nothing about you or me that God doesn't know and God doesn't understand he knows it all and he knows us so well I believe that one of the greatest cries of the human heart is to be known and to be loved the risk that we have is that we are afraid to let others know us it's a dangerous thing to be honest with people. It's dangerous to allow someone in, as we say. It's dangerous and risky to really express how you feel and what you think because you run the risk of them, well, rejecting your thoughts and your feelings and your ideas, diminishing you and giving you no credit for any views at all. You can hold your opinions to yourself. Thank you very much. What you think and how you feel doesn't really matter. And so we hide how we think and how we feel. We don't want to upset anyone. We don't want to dis disappoint anybody. So we pretend and we hide and we live isolated lives, alone. It's a terrible place to be. But here is a God who says, I know you and I love you. Isn't that just surprising? It's very surprising, actually, given our experience and human experiences. Usually, the better people get to know me, the less they like me. I don't know if that's uh, happened to you or, to <laughs> or not, but <laughs> I find that 
quite, uh, quite common. <laughs> so what do I do? Uh, how, do I, how do I take care of myself? Well, I just don't ever get, a, get to know anybody. You ever met someone like this? So hard to get to know these people. It's like you're always dealing with just this kind of plastic personality, this outer shell, this almost perfectionistic human being that you just think, good Lord, is there anything human in there? Is there any kind of emotion? Is there kind of a feeling? Do they dare risk any kind of vulnerability at all? I remember the voice of one who was being murdered. And it was some, one of those crazy parts of the world where people just gathered up and, and shot, you know, because they were of a different political persuasion. And there was this young woman who said before she was killed, please don't kill me. I'm too smart. I have so many good things in my life. I please don't kill me, but of course she was killed. But what was she saying? She was pleading to her, to her murderers, don't murder me, don't kill me, because I have value. I'm too young. I'm too smart. I have so much knowledge. I'm, I'm such a good person. So we sometimes are faced with a situation in life when even though we have this, we have this construction that God has made us fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous amazing beautiful good fantastic if you put another uh, adjective on it I don't know how to put it into all the proper adjectives but it's not that other people are going to appreciate that as a matter of fact they may just trample all over you they may just spit in your face and give you the impression that you don't matter and what you think and feel doesn't count. They may even murder you, not valuing you. And I have, I see a correlation between knowing someone and valuing someone. I don't know that we can really value and appreciate and love each other as much as we should or could if, unless we know each other better. And that means that we have to become more open to each other. We have to become more vulnerable to each other. We have to be able to be willing to share our, some of our burdens and some of our concerns with each other. You know, the Bible teaches us as Christians to cast our cares before the Lord, but it also says care for one another. Cast your burdens upon the Lord for he cares for you. It also says pray for one another and encourage one another and lift each other up and help each other. So don't fight your battles alone because there's nothing you can say or do that has never been said or done before. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you're probably not any worse than a lot of people who've lived and died years ago. So down in Tennessee visiting with my family. And I had some questions about some of my ancestors and how was it this one was related to that one and what did they do and why did they move here and there? And one older lady said, uh, started to tell me the story and her daughter spoke up and said, now mom, just leave them people alone. They're dead and gone. Because <laughs> she was about to give me something really juicy, I guess. I don't know. Like I told you before, I come from a long line of divorcees and horse thieves, so <laughs> you never know. Oh, my goodness. But the idea that we could actually be known and still be loved is a little hard to believe, I would admit that, because of our life experiences. Notice that Jesus said in John 1, 14, which is just after the passage that Russ read, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Think about that. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. The desire to be known coupled with the desire to be loved is met in Jesus Christ. Now, when he says, I am the good shepherd, what he's saying is, I know about sheep. Uh, 
You remember the movie that came out a few years ago, Catch Me If You Can? What was he doing? He was posing as an airline pilot. But he wasn't an airline pilot. Now, you don't really want to be in the back of the plane when you have an airline pilot, quote, unquote, who doesn't know how to fly airplanes <laughs> in an airplane. But he got away with it. He was up there in the cockpit posing as an airline pilot. It's nice if airline pilots know about airplanes, right? What was that advertisement on the television here just recently where the guy was like standing around in a surgical suite. There was a patient on the table and they were like maybe doing brain surgery or heart surgery or something like that. And, and uh, they were having a conversation and I, I, what was that? He says, well, I'm really not a cardiologist, but I did stay in a Motel 6 last night. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you would like for the people <laughs> who are doing whatever it is that's pretty important to actually know what they're doing. I had some work done on, a, on an autopilot in an airplane once upon a time, and I took the plane in, I said, well, could you do something with this. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we can work on those. Okay, so then, well, what's wrong with it? Well, we don't know yet, but uh, we're going to try to find out. Okay, so leave the airplane there for a week or two or three weeks, and finally the fellow came back and said, well, we think we know what's wrong with it. We're going to send in this control head, and then they'll work on it and send it back to us, and you should be able to have your wings level that way. And <coughs> wings level is always a good thing, you know. So <laughs> here we were, and uh, when it came back, the control head had a certain paper. It said they had changed a switch, and they had soldered a couple of solder joints. And so anyway, they put that back in, and it wasn't any better at all. <laughs> you know, it was still doing the dip, dip de doo da dip de day thing that, that, that it did in the air. So I'm feeling like I'm, and you know, that was like, $900 later, and I said, uh, maybe it's not best for me to be providing the educational experience for, the, for that particular mechanic. You want somebody who actually knows what this system is and how it works, and you don't want somebody shooting in the dark, and well, it could be this and it could be that. Let's send this off. That would probably only cost you $500. <laughs> Might not have anything wrong with it, but we could try it, you know, maybe that would fix it. In other words, the point is, you need to be confident that the person you're dealing with knows what they're talking about, knows what they're doing. I don't want that guy who stayed at Motel 6 last night. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. Did you know I'm the best brain surgeon in Atlanta? <laughs> Yeah, I am. Of course, there aren't any brain surgeons in Atlanta, so I guess I have the right to claim to being the best one. <laughs> but honestly, you wouldn't want me working on your brain. Jesus says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. The psalm that we read said that when I was in my mother's womb, God made me there. He knitted me together. He knows my comings and my goings. Jesus said, the number of hairs on your head is numbered. God knows how many hairs you have on your head right now. And in my case, he keeps like reducing that number each day, you know. In the shower, you ever notice that? You know, you got to drop a few hairs. Okay, up in heaven, you know, the recount, recount, recount. Oh, no, he's lost another 50 overnight. Oh, how can this go on? You know, it just, uh, the fact that God knows us so well, knows so much about us. Nathaniel was a fellow sitting under a fig tree. He was a devout religious Jewish man. He was a, one of the sons of Israel, and he was sitting out there one day some people came by and said hey you need to come over and meet this Jesus that we've met you know and he goes okay 
So he comes and he meets Jesus, and Jesus says to him as he approaches, he says, Nathaniel, I know you. I saw you when you were under the fig tree. And Nathaniel immediately says, my Lord and my God. Now, why would he say, my Lord and my God, just because Jesus saw him under the fig tree? Well, I could have been driving down the road, and hey, there's a guy sitting under a fig tree, but that's not what it was. Something was going on under the fig tree that only he and Jesus knew about. And when Nathaniel heard Jesus say, I saw you and I knew you when you were under the fig tree, it was all the evidence he needed to recognize that Jesus was the Christ. How about that? So Jesus knew Nathaniel before Nathaniel knew Jesus. And here's the thing, that Jesus knows you and knew you before you ever gave him the time of day, before you ever thought of him or ever tried to in any way respond to him, he had already reached out to you. It's not that we love God, the scriptures teach us, but it is that God loves us and gave himself an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Isn't that amazing? It's not that we are pleasing God, but it is God who's pleased to love us even in our sin and to deliver us from a world of despair and wretchedness and a world of disappointment. It's not that we love God, but the message of the Christian faith is God loves us and it is so important to get that distinction because otherwise we go about preaching and teaching to other people that our message is we love God we love God we love God well good for you good for you you're a lot better person than I am because I don't even know who God is I don't even know if I believe in God but it's good that you people all believe in God and it's good that you people all love God good for you What's that got to do with anything? The message of the Christian faith is this. Not that we love God, but that God loves us. That's what matters. That's the message of Jesus. He is the one who came to save us. We're not saving ourselves. We are utterly dependent upon him to save us any more than I could swim to Hawaii, which I'm planning to go later today, but I don't plan on swimming to Hawaii. I want to be lifted and carried over there. <laughs> and just so, Jesus lifts and carries us over there because we aren't that good at swimming, right? So we're utterly dependent on him. We can't save ourselves he knew the woman at the well she came out in the middle of the day because she didn't want anybody well a lot of the women didn't want anything to do with her normally you gather your water you in the morning or in the evening when it's not so hot but she comes in the middle of the day and she doesn't have to put up with all the sneers and the gossip and the nasty talk and the snide looks. And she runs into Jesus sitting out there. And Jesus said, I know you. I know who you are. You do? Oh, yeah, I know. I know that for many years you have looked for someone to love you. You've tried to find it in different men that you've been with you've tried to find it through human contact you know you've been married what five times it just hasn't worked for you you just your life is I know that you're miserable now some people look at that story and they immediately go to this they go to Jesus is condemning her for her five failed marriages I don't see it that way what I see is a, is a woman 
who desperately wants somebody to just love her. That's what she wants. And she finally gave up on the idea, and so she just thought, well, why bother to get married? I'll just see if this current man will love me. Now, when Jesus knows somebody like that, what is his response to that person? He says to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, I have living water, the kind that you may not know about, and I offer it to you, wouldn't you want a drink of that kind of water, something that really satisfies your soul, the longing of your heart? Yes, that's what I would like, Lord. I would like a drink of that water. And so, he offers her living water, and she drinks it. And she runs to town, and she says, come and see this man that told me everything I ever did, and he still loves me. <laughs> he still loves me. That's the story behind the story, if you didn't know. That's the gospel in that story. That's the good news in that story. That's the truth of that story. The woman at the well. A woman that Jesus knew. And Jesus loved. Now, there are a lot of examples in the Bible about Jesus knowing people and God knowing people. And in every case, it's always the same. It's the same whenever the person is coming into contact with Jesus from a position of need. Now, those who were already healthy and didn't need him or his help or whatever, they had all figured it out, you know, and they were very religious and arrogant and self-righteous. No, 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 no. He knew them, too, but they weren't needing anything. They, they were the ones who were trying to destroy what he was trying to do, which was to bring love into the world and that's what the world needs today is love sweet love but every other person that Jesus met who had need who felt need who was hungry who was sick who was broken who was sad and sorrowing who was grieving who whoever came to him who was and whoever he encountered who was hurting no matter the depth of their sin and depravity, Jesus saw them as great people with wonderful potential that could not even be imagined by their mind at the time when they first encountered him. My final example for this morning would be the person of Peter, who when Jesus first met him, he said, Your name is Cephas. But your name will not be Cephas in the future. Your name will be Petra. Your name will be Peter. Your name will be a rock because you are going to be the person who leads my church in this world when I go. Wow, how could it possibly be? Because... Jesus knew this man, and he knew everything about this man, and he knew that he had some problems, and he knew that he would talk a good game, but when the chips are down, he was going to fade out and fail. He knew this about Peter. He knew that before the cock crows in the morning, you will have denied that you even know me three times. You will stand by the campfire and swear and curse and say you don't even know me. You have no association with me. Jesus knew all of this about him. But he looked beyond his faults and he saw his potential. Thank God 
He looks beyond your faults and he sees your potential as well. He knows you. He knows all about you. But don't let that stop you from running to him. Don't let that stop you from coming to him. From believing in him. From accepting what he has to give you. This Jesus knows you thoroughly. And he loves you. Now he would like for you to love him back. Instead of running away from him and being afraid of him. He would like for you to love him back. Are you willing? Are you willing to love him back the way he loves you? Are you willing to answer the question that Peter was asked by Jesus after his miserable failures when Jesus only wanted to know one thing from Peter? He didn't say, could you please explain to me why you said this? And why did you do that? No, 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 no. Jesus only said only was interested in one thing because Jesus already knew all that. He wanted to know one thing and you know what that one thing was? He wanted to know. And you can read it for yourself. It's right there in the Bible. He wanted to know, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me too? And Peter said, what you and I and all of us who are Christians say, yes, Lord, I do. I do. And somebody will come alongside you and say, well, you sure don't act like you do. That's not Jesus saying that to you. Jesus believes you when you say, yes, I do. And he will say to you, okay, I believe you. Now I have some things I want you to do. Feed my sheep. Me? The one who cursed and swore and said I didn't even know who you were? Me? Feed your sheep? Wait, sheep? Isn't that where this message started? Sheep? Jesus says, I know my sheep. I lay down my life for my sheep. You mean I'm going to be involved in the same kind of work that you are doing, Lord? Yes, exactly. That's the point. I want you to give up your life for the sheep. I want you to serve the Lord and to live for the Lord and help other people who are sheep. And when you run into some that they're kind of nasty and rough around the edges, don't you start being hard on those people. They have needs. And you've got to remember, you give your life for these sheep, even though they got some problems. And that's the word that Jesus Christ brings to us today. I like that message. That was one of the best messages I've heard in a long time. <laughs> because that is the word of God. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. Thanks be to God for it. Amen. I'd like you to bow your heads in prayer. Just talk to the Lord while I share this part of my message with you today.
situation and living my life like you do. So let's sing it to the Lord together. While we're singing this song, I'd like to encourage you to come forward and take the elements of communion. We'll receive those together. So go ahead and begin that process now. Lord, I pray.
Well, we sing a little up-tempo song here. The uh, dinner is today, so y'all plan to stick around, okay? Anything else we need to know? No? Okay. Yeah, Dick. There's Mr. Dick right there. Hold your applause. <laughs> Hold your applause. You bet. Oh. Uh, just wanted to remind everybody that we still have the praise jar over here in the corner, and it's it's to remind everybody that you know we have so much to be thankful for, so much the Lord has blessed us with, and it's you know it's just uh, if you see an act of kindness or if an act of kindness has been done to you, especially by somebody in the church, mm -hmm. you know that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be in love with the world, but especially with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So, you know, if you have a praise, that's what it's for. And I praise God for the passion that we have and the messages that he brings. I just want to say that publicly. <laughs> well, thank you, Dick. Amen.
Stick around, don't run off. We love you all. Remember, God loves you, and so do we. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.